In June 2021, 62-year-old Navajo woman Ella Mae Begay left her home in Sweetwater, Arizona in the early morning hours and was never seen again. A break in the case in early April 2023 led to a federal grand jury indictment of 23-year-old Preston Tolf in connection with her disappearance. Even with the details of what we have learned since his arrest about what transpired that night, it still leaves the biggest question out there. Where is Ella Mae Begay? Hey guys, this is Osh. This is Shiashi. This is Maggie, and you're listening to We Are Resilient. All right, guys, if you're listening, we're a bit late again. Uh, it's spring break time here, and we all just went in different directions. So we had a bit of trouble nailing down the time zones to get us all recording at the same time. But we made it. We're here. We're ready. Well, it was also uh, Easter, well, too. So that always... Oh, yeah, Easter, too. It's just been... It's been wild. Easter and then spring break. There's just a lot going on. So before we get into today's episode, I wanted to give an update on a mini I did regarding the body of Linda Mary Beardy being discovered in a landfill in Canada. Yes. And I've been watch. I've been following some of the updates on this, too. What is interesting about this case, aside from the fact that she is not the first Indigenous woman to be discovered in a landfill, is that authorities are saying there is video footage of her climbing into a dumpster shortly before a garbage truck stops by to empty it. But there's no footage of her leaving the dumpster beforehand. And with this information, authorities have publicly stated that they believe her death to be accidental and homicide was likely not the cause. Now, Linda's family are calling for an independent investigation because they feel as though her case was not thoroughly investigated for the police to make that determination so quickly. To me, what's concerning is how many bodies have ended up in this landfill. Like, why is it not, why is that not causing them to raise an eye to another body being there, you know? Because this is what, is it the third or the fourth? I think it's the third. No, this is the fifth that we've covered. Oh my gosh. They're refusing to look in the landfill, right? Yeah, they're refusing to search any further. Yeah. Rebecca Contois, Mercedes Myron, and Morgan Harris, and an unidentified person that has been given the name Buffalo Woman, have all been tied to an alleged serial killer in Winnipeg. Mercedes and Morgan's remains are still in a landfill and have not yet been recovered. But Linda's body was discovered in the same landfill that Rebecca's was. And there are activists out there that are stating, like, why are we not going into these landfills and doing more investigation into this because after one, two, three, four, five bodies, what's to say there's not more unidentified bodies or more missing Indigenous women in those landfills that just have not been found yet? That's a valid concern. And why aren't, why aren't the police wanting to look? From what I've read is that the landfill isn't safe for investigators to search through. They cited the debris, the snow, I guess, chemical elements and other things that make it dangerous for them to do any kind of recovery. Morgan Harris's daughters have been very vocal about this because debris, snow, or whatever it is that's stopping the authorities, that's still their mother out there. And they had actually stated that the officers gave them a PowerPoint presentation explaining why they won't search for their mother. I mean, what they are going through is unfathomable. Yeah, that's sad. Scary. I'm going to keep following this story because at the end of the day, our Indigenous sisters up in Canada are battling the same crisis we are. And it's heartbreaking that they keep finding these bodies in landfills. Like, when is enough enough? 
Um, I'll keep you guys updated as more information comes out, but I really wanted to share this update. Yeah, you'll have to keep us updated. But yeah, Shiashi, what, what bothers me the most about those cases is that it's kind of just like cases that we hear about where the death is undetermined and they just kind of write it off. It feels like if they have like some sort of answer that it's like they're just done trying. And I was watching a video last night about a woman who is non-Indigenous, but her family member was missing. And she went missing in 2008 in Japan. And she was saying how their family has been adamant that they don't want their sister presumed dead. Because if she's presumed dead and there's, you know, information that they believe she's not alive, they will just stop searching for her. So they said they've been adamant just to keep her case as a missing person, and she's been missing for over 10 years now. You know, that that's something that I've never really thought about, but she was like, you know, when, when the body, or when they presume them dead, whether you have a body or not, they just stop searching. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. You know, at the end of the day, it really does take the persistence of the families to make sure that people don't forget that their loved one is missing. And I think it's incredibly relevant to the story that you're covering today. I told Shiashi uh, which story I was going to cover today because we had both kind of talked about the updates that we had seen regarding LMA. And this is a story that I originally covered. And this is a story that I always refer to as the one that stuck with me the most. And I think that we've actually heard a, a few other people say that same thing, that this is a story that was really hard for them to listen to. LMA's story has always been one that stuck with me. When you had covered her case, it was about a year after my granny had passed. I guess as Indigenous people, the more we learn about LMA, we can see our own grannies in her. And she makes us think of them. Yeah. Yeah, and her story was pretty recent, right? 2021. So LMA's story was actually the third case that I ever wrote. And after we did this recording, I think that we were all kind of actually in tears. But today I'm going to give an update on this case that at the time had no resolution or answers. On April 5th, 2023, the AP reported that the federal grand jury has indicted a New Mexico man for assault and carjacking charges in connection with the 2021 disappearance of LMA Begay. So before I get into the details of the most recent update, I want to give a little synopsis of LMA's case as it was covered in episode six. LMA Begay is a member of the Navajo Nation who lived in Sweetwater, Arizona at the time of her disappearance. Not only was LMA a respected elder and matriarch in her community, but she was also a treasure to her tribe as she was a traditional Diné master rug weaver. And if you recall, a lot of the articles that we covered actually highlighted her rugs and how intricate and delicate they were, and she was known for this. LMA is now 64 years old. When I covered the story in January of 2022, the details of LMA's disappearance were unclear and her family had been fighting for answers for the last seven months. LMA's family has never stopped fighting for their loved one and their efforts have been credited to not only keep LMA's story in the light of the media, but they have also helped shed light on the epidemic that is MMIW. So I don't know if you guys follow Trailing LMA on Facebook or Instagram, but they are very active and they post a lot of flyers, a lot of missing people flyers, a lot of cases. They post a lot of stuff and they're very active in the community. And if you remember when we first did the story, we didn't have a lot of information about that night, but more information did come out. And we do get frustrated a lot of times when there's not information up front, but 
I have learned through covering a lot of these cases that there sometimes is a reason why the information isn't put out there up front for the public, because then they wouldn't be able to get answers from the person who committed the crime, which makes sense. But it is very, very frustrating. Well, it's got to be especially difficult for the families, because I would imagine it may feel like that authorities don't care or care enough to even investigate thoroughly. Yeah. So if you guys recall, LMA lived alone on the Navajo reservation and she lived in a very rural area with the closest neighbor being around 50 yards away. It was reported that family members were concerned for LMA's well-being as they noticed she had left in her truck late in the night on June 14th, 2021. LMA's family struggled to get in touch with her and knew that this was not normal behavior for the elderly woman who was known to be cautious. The next day, on June 15th at 10.55 a.m., family members placed a call to the Navajo Police Department to report LMA missing. In the days after LMA was reported missing, there were many search parties formed by both the family and the police department to search both on foot and by ATV, but there were never any signs of LMA or her silver F1, um, F-150 truck. Law enforcement officials put out a bolo for her truck and placed a $3,000 reward for any information regarding LMA. Now, you may remember the name Preston Tolth. Preston is a 23-year-old Navajo man who did not have a direct connection to the Begay family. However, he was identified as a person of interest early on in the case. It took law enforcement officials a few weeks to find Preston, but ultimately learned he was in his hometown of New Mexico. After finding Preston, they were made aware that he had outstanding warrants for an unrelated battery charge and extradited him back to San Juan County, Utah, where he was incarcerated until October 15, 2021. Preston remained a person of interest in LMA's case, however, was never formally charged. That is, until April 4th, 2023, almost two full years after LMA was last seen. A federal grand jury indicted Preston Tolth on two charges, assault resulting in seriously bodily injury and carjacking resulting in serious bodily injury in connection with LMA's disappearance. They allege that Preston assaulted LMA and took her truck across state lines to New Mexico, where he was ultimately found. Did they find her? No, LMA has not been found. Well, did they find the truck? No. How did they know he took it? They must have seen him on video somewhere or something, is my assumption. And the court documents have been sealed, so there's not a whole lot of information out there yet. So I think we can keep following this case and get a lot more information once he actually goes to court. He has been arraigned, so he... Well, I'll talk about that in a minute. So... I think when when the court proceeding happens, we'll learn a lot of information that we don't have now. So I guess, really, my only question is, why? So I'll, I'll talk a little bit more. I do have a little more information. Preston Tolth arrived for, arrived for his arraignment on Friday, April 7th, where the family of LMA filled the front rows of the courtroom. LMA's son addressed Preston Tolth in the courtroom by stating, there's nothing that's coming out of this whole situation except all the pain that he's caused, the anger, the frustration. I mean, this is a mother, an aunt, a grandma, a sister, you know, that doesn't deserve this type of assault. Ultimately, Preston pled not guilty to any involvement in LMA's disappearance. However, he was determined to be dangerous and a danger to the community and was ordered to remain in custody pending trial. Magistrate Judge Camille Bible was reported to have said, the proffered facts of the case are extremely concerning. They involve senseless acts of extreme violence against, against a victim who was defenseless. During the years of LMA's disappearance, her family, especially her niece, Seraphine Warren, have gone great lengths to keep her story alive and demand answers. They have a large social media presence and have met with key legislators, including the U.S. Secretary of Interior, Deb Holland. 
During the arraignment of Preston Toloth on April 7th, Seraphine addressed him directly and pleaded with him tearfully by saying, Will you please just tell us where my aunt is? You know exactly what you did to her. This gets really heavy. During the court proceeding, an image of what happened on the night of June 14th was made a little clearer. The family told the judge that Begay's daughter had called authorities the night of the disappearance to report that someone was breaking into her home. She reported that while she hid in a closet, she could hear someone in her home and heard them take drinks from her refrigerator and rummaging through her house before leaving and walking down the road in the direction of her mother's home. The daughter called police after this incident. However, they did not respond on the first call. When she called them again, she told them that she saw her mother's truck leaving the home and that she could not reach her. Oh, my God. Police arrived about 20 minutes later and the search began. In this court hearing, it was learned that the Navajo Nation authorities previously identified Tolth as a person of interest, and federal prosecutors confirmed Friday that shoe prints found between the two homes matched shoes belonging to Tolth. Investigators also found bloody clothing that belonged to uh, Preston Tolth at a relative's home. Authorities said Preston admitted to taking the truck so he could drive to New Mexico, where he ultimately ended up selling the vehicle for $200 and methamphetamines. Preston Tolth was interviewed multiple times throughout the years as a person of interest in this case. And as a result of those interviews, they learned that he had been drinking that night and got into a fight with his father, resulting in him being left on the side of the road. The spot where he was dropped off was about 11 miles from LMA Begay's home. Preston told federal agents during a series of interviews that he snapped and struck Begay in the face multiple times, causing her to bleed from the nose and the mouth. Oh, my God. He told authorities that he wasn't sure if she was dead when he drove away and that he regretted hitting her since all he wanted was the truck. So if he hit her and left, where's, where is she? Yeah. He was drunk. So my assumption is he probably had her in the truck and maybe she started to fight back or something or maybe started to object him taking the truck and maybe he just left her on the side of the road somewhere. Because remember, they live in a very rural area and it was kind of a desolate desert. So from what I understand, there could be any number of places where someone could be left on the side of the road and no one would really know. Preston Tolth has a criminal history, including charges of aggravated battery, resisting arrest, residential burglary, and drug possession dating back to 2019. Ultimately, Preston Tolth has pled not guilty to having any involvement in LMA's disappearance. Oh, come on. Yeah, it makes no sense that he admitted to breaking into her house, stealing her truck, physically assaulting her, and then driving off with her truck, selling her truck, but he has no idea where she's at. Yeah, he's clearly not innocent, um, but is kind of standing true to that. He doesn't know what happened to her, which is really unfortunate because this family, all they want to know is where she's at. You know, just the thought of this little weasel hitting this poor, innocent woman. I know. It enrages me. It's hard to read and it's hard to hear because like the judge said, you know, this is a senseless act of violence against a defenseless person. This guy's 23 years old and he's hitting a 64-year-old woman. I mean, that's there. there's no absolutely no reason for that. Absolutely no reason. LMA's family has fought tirelessly to bring justice to her name and bring their loved one home. And while we do have some answers about what happened the night LMA disappeared, we truly do not know what happened to LMA. Her family continues to give updates on her case on the Facebook page. They have now changed from trailing LMA to trailing LMA to be found. They're very adamant that their loved one will be found. And I read something that they said they changed the name to trailing LMA to be found to put it into existence. Oh, that's powerful. So I'm going to read a post that they made shortly before Preston's arrest. It says, what if hearing about a loved one going missing happened to you? 
Well, that's my story. My 62-year-old aunt is missing. Having an aunt is the same thing as having a second mother. Ella Mae Begay is my aunt. She lives in a small community on the Navajo Reservation in Sweetwater, Arizona. At the time, she was 62 years old. At approximately 2.30 in the morning, my aunt's truck was last seen leaving her home by her second oldest daughter on June 15, 2021. To this day, she is nowhere to be found, along with her truck. My aunt Ella Mae is not only family, but she serves as a lifelong confidant and best friend to many. She is well known in her community as a master rug weaver. Everything about my aunt is so exciting. Her cooking, her fashion, her weaving talent, her ability to make you laugh. Aunts are also moms. Ella Mae would never forget a special occasion. She would make way to attend many gatherings she was invited to and never comes empty handed. My aunt never failed to support not only me, but the rest of our giant extended family as well. She does it all out of love. These examples do not even scratch the surface. So this is a forever thank you to my aunt who radiates beauty, strength, brilliance, and never fails to support us. Her dedication to her immediate and extended families helped make this world go round. With all of that, my aunt LMA means so much to my family that we want her home. We have effectively worked so hard to finding her with the support of many, including Darlene Gomez, our attorney, who is helping my family pro bono in legal action and understanding these issues. She represents us in many ways to help fund our searches and connect us with people to spread awareness, in which I deeply appreciate her and every one of you and hopes to bring my auntie home. I wish I can say more, but we would like to continue to ask for monetary donations for our ongoing searches and finding my auntie and getting her justice. That was beautifully written and just painted such a beautiful picture of what LMA meant to her family. I mean, her family has never stopped and will never stop searching for her and really has gone through great lengths to bring awareness to her case. Yeah, because getting um, someone in her family walk to Washington? Her aunt, Seraphine Warren, walked from Sweetwater, Arizona to Washington, D.C. And I just looked it up, but it was 2,400 miles, which is insane. Uh, it just shows us what LMA's family has done to create awareness regarding her case. And then meanwhile, this little weasel Preston knows more than what he's saying. And it's only exacerbating the situation by remaining silent about it and acting like he don't know what's going on or what he did or where she is. And I'm sorry, I keep calling him a weasel, but it's only because he looks like a weasel. You can tell he's a troublemaker just by looking at him. And I hate to, you know, categorize someone as that. But yeah, it you can tell he's up to no good. And going back to what you said, Maggie, about this 20-year-old guy assaulting a 62-year-old woman, it's just, it's cowardly and sad. And I think what makes LMA's case so especially difficult to discuss for us is because as Indigenous people, our elders are held in such high regard that I, I can't even fathom someone being so violent with this sweet little woman who was defenseless and by herself at the time yeah someone so helpless and what they what they've always point out is that she was the matriarch of their family you know she is you know their mother leader pretty much so they're lost without her and i totally understand it yeah because that's pretty common in a lot of native families you know your grandma's the matriarch of your family that's your family family gatherings are that's you know she just kind of she's like the glue family yeah. yeah, she's the glue that's holding everybody together. Yeah, I think that's pretty common across all Indigenous communities and tribes. Mm-hmm. So I know that's a big part here in our tribe. And even after all this time and being caught and charged, 
Preston is still not saying anything. I mean, it's frustrating. You can mess up and be on drugs and, you know, make the wrong choice. But when you're sober and you kind of come to your realizations of what you did, just be a, just be the better person and just, tell, you know, fess up. Own up to what happened. It, there's no point in, let you know, keeping this family wondering what happened to their elderly mom. If you have seen LMA Begay or if you have any information on her whereabouts, please call the Navajo Police Department Shiprock District at 505-368-1350 or 505-368-1351. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com.